Welcome to the Everyday Marketer Podcast, where we believe the key to great marketing isn't big budgets and confusing strategies. On this podcast, we give you practical solutions you can implement to grow your brand every single day. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Everyday Marketer Podcast. Alan, how are you doing? I, I, I ask you that every episode, um, but man, how are you doing? Great. I actually uh, had a friend in town uh, last couple of days. Uh, we've eaten some amazing tacos together. Always something that I enjoy. In fact, whenever we're together too, Jonathan, that happens to be what we enjoy. So I don't, I think I branded myself well as a, a taco truck guy. I don't think that's a surprise uh, to anybody. So I've uh, been having some fine tacos recently. And, and I will say we enjoyed some fine tacos uh, in a park uh, just a couple weeks ago as well. Yeah. Alan, for those of you who don't know, he has a, a sixth sense when it comes to, to taco trucks. On two different occasions, uh, we were traveling once at 7.30 in the morning in the Pacific Northwest. We were like a half a mile past it. Alan goes, taco truck. And we turned around. Sure enough, we had tacos at 7.30 in the morning. Most recently, we were in Minnesota. While sharing that story with the guy who was traveling with us, we approached the taco truck that neither of us saw. Alan spotted it. We had delicious tacos and then had some adventures. So Alan is more than just a taco aficionado. I would say you're some sort of like taco superhero or taco savant. So, I mean, good on you because tacos are amazing. I, I, I receive that, man. I do, especially in the summer. Like it is just, it's fun to see family business yeah. out there, street tacos, um, they're cheap. There's two or three generations. Uh, often it's like, you know, it's amazing family recipes and stuff just brings me a ton of joy, um, to be able to hit taco trucks. And, um, here in my city, I've, you know, had this friend and I want to take him to my favorite taco truck, spend some time there and talk about it. So that was kind of lunch yesterday and had the opportunity to kind of crack open good conversations, uh, with him as well. And uh, summer for me, it just, I mean, always is kind of means tacos, but I think summer, especially get yeah. on a warm night, hit some taco trucks. Yes. Um, so neither here nor there. I don't know how that has to do with marketing. Maybe we'll do a specific episode on marketing tacos. Uh, I think that that will play, but today um, we are going to dig into something that I, I think is really unique and a principle that more businesses need to get and um, relates to competition. Uh, mm -hmm. right now. And we all feel some sense of competition. Let's just acknowledge that, uh, especially if you are a business, uh, but nonprofits do as well. Uh, content creators do as well. I know there are books that I thought maybe I should never write that because that book was a really good book on the, on the subject or that particular topic. So it's just something we all wrestle with is that idea of competition and creating new things. How does it fit online? So that's what we're going to delve into. So I'm staring at an infographic. Um, usually I send you these right before the episode. And so now I'm looking at this and, uh, I kind of feel like it's the matrix, like the red pill versus the blue pill. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but we're right. looking at, <laughs> we're looking at this and there's two strategies. So Alan, unpack this for a minute. What we've got, we're analyzing the, the red ocean strategy or the blue ocean strategy. So for those watching, are they going to take the red one or the blue one? So what are your, uh, what are your thoughts here? <laughs> well, it sounds ominous. Um, you know, we, we always try to surprise each other with some kind of marketing message. And so this infographic, I'm going to get Jonathan's thoughts on this in, in just a minute, but red ocean strategy versus blue ocean strategy, red ocean would be spaces of competition where everybody already seems to be 
And many times we just have to be the fastest, the cheapest, or the best in that space. Often we'll find like products that are found out uh, to be good, then they're outsourced to China. I was actually looking at some hats the other day and I found out they were being made in Japan. And so they were cheap, but they were probably twice as much as they actually cost to ship them here and would probably take eight weeks to get here or whatever. So I'm out. But really, in trying to beat the competition, we often fall in that place of scarcity. So that red ocean strategy, the idea is the sharks are circling, there's blood in the water, so hence the red. Blue ocean strategy, wide open. This is an uncontested space. Um, this is fresh tracks. You could enter into a new space and be known for something new. And uh, in that case, you don't just have to be the fastest or the first, the best, the cheapest, but you're actually creating a new demand among other people. And I think this has, uh, for anybody listening, I believe that this has such a huge perspective because I think it's scarcity versus abundance. Go for all the old markets or go for some of the new markets. So Jonathan, I want to flip this over to you. Where do you see this in the digital space around marketing? And I really see a lot of people thinking they have to go with the red ocean strategy. I mean, you, you, you think, you know, you, you hit it right with sharks in the water. Like imagine, you know, there's a bunch of chum in the water for people that have ever been fishing. Like you want to go where all the boats are already there circling around and, and you got to fight for a spot and there's lures and things are crazy in the water, but that's the only way you're going to see success. When in reality, you have been called to do something unique and you're the only person that can do what you're doing the way you're doing it. So the blue ocean is where you need to be facing, you know, make the competition irrelevant. They don't matter to you because they can't do what you're doing the way you're called to do it. Um, and so that's the way I see it. I mean, you've got, you know, you can then approach your competition like they're collaborators. You know, there are people in the marketing space like us that do things different than we do. Instead of looking at them as competition, we can say, hey, you can do that one thing better than we can. Could we connect with you to maybe work with this person who came to see us? It's still adding value. So that, yeah. that's the way I see it. Yeah. And I think a couple things. First of all, blue ocean strategy, there's so much opportunity. Think about the boats. There's only so much space to hit that fishing hole where mm -hmm. the chum already is in the water. You're bumping up against other boats. You're getting lines tangled. All bad things. And I see that happening with marketers all the time. You're thinking this is the place and the only place. Well, there's going to be more where that came from. There's going to be a new method. There's going to be a new way to reach people. And we're starting to see some of those. And actually, we'll share a story of that in, in just a little bit. But uh, the, the second piece, Jonathan, that this doesn't work is it makes us so stressed and so anxious to live out of the scarcity mentality versus this abundance mentality of try a new area. There's a whole other ocean out there. I mean, miles and miles and miles of ocean that we can try new things, reach new people, and maybe be known there in the new space where then others may think that they have to compete with us and may get stuck into that. Uh, recently, with uh, our sister company, Stay Forth Designs, we actually had a coach that is fully established as a coach and said, I want to use some of your tools and processes. So we're having the conversation of how could we reach more people together? He's not physically bearing our name as a stay forth coach, and yet he loves our journal. He loves our tools, and we're going to try to figure out maybe we license those to him. And maybe the two of us together can do more than twice as much work, and we actually can, can create some abundance. So make sure to look not to compete, but to collaborate. What's a new space that you can find? So Jonathan, talk a little bit about this and kind of what we've tripped over recently on social media. Yeah, well, when we say tripped over it... Um... So there's a principle that we teach and we'll do an entire episode on this down the road. Um, but we, we will invest our time and energy into 
certain spaces that we know that that's where our target audience is. And you've heard us talk about this already on the, on, on the podcast, you have limited space and energy. You don't need to be in every space, but the right space. So for about a month, I was passively auto posting content over to a new platform and let it go for about a month. And then finally I was like, all right, cool. This seems to be working. I'm going to let, I'm going to let Alan know what we're doing. So I sent you a screenshot and I was like, Hey, I've been doing this passively for a month. And when I, when I mean passively into you guys too, zero effort on my part, other than setting the platform up automated posting, not doing anything. And we, you know, it was Pinterest. Um, I've never used Pinterest. Didn't really think marketing would have a, a big window, a big opportunity over in the Pinterest world. Cause it's mostly from what I've seen recipes and things that my wife looks at. I love her so much that then gives me projects to do at home. Never thought marketing. The honeydew list that yeah. builds, right? However, however, a month of not of placing minimal effort into it, Blue Ocean, we amassed like 25, 30,000 monthly viewers on a new platform. So obviously there's people over there that are in the, in the leadership space looking for marketing help that found our content valuable. And so that tells us, okay, this is a new Blue Ocean space where we should set up a, set up a sign and say, hey, this is where we're fishing right now. And sometimes you can put experiments, test experiments accidentally or possibly have experiments that don't cost you very much. But the opposite, I'd say red ocean is LinkedIn. Everybody on LinkedIn seems to be wanting to do some kind of marketing, right? The sharks are circling. Everybody looks the same. Their bios look incredible. We talked about that on an episode as well. I don't know what most people do on LinkedIn, but they seem incredible, like superheroes over there. But then if you go to maybe a new space uh, like Pinterest, sure, you, you may, it maybe has to be a little bit more aesthetic because of who is there and who's on there for recipes or life hacks or whatever else they're known for. Make sure it fits the space. But suddenly we had to pay attention to that. And we actually want to put more space there. Never did I think we are going to go after Pinterest. This will be the space. But sometimes you see there's blue ocean here. It seems that there's opportunity here. We could be a small fish um, over in a huge pond that is LinkedIn, or we could be a big fish in a small pond in the small piece, meaning kind of marketing and leadership space um, that is high touch marketing on Pinterest. So go ahead and visit us there. Go ahead and pin our posts, go ahead and share those. But it's just an interesting thing to think about because I think we're going to stumble over new things. It feels counterintuitive and you're going to have to fight the insecurity. If I'm a real content creator, coach, writer, author, whatever that is, nonprofit leader, I'm going to have to go to this space or that space. I'm going to have to be a pro on LinkedIn. And the reality is who says you only have so much time. You only have so much time to market and you have to figure out some of the spaces that are worth it. When you trip over a blue ocean space, when you see some abundance, when you see some opportunity, I'd say chase it, be consistent with it, continue to be clear, compelling, and consistent over there. Yeah, there's low-hanging fruit everywhere. Um, the, the biggest opportunity that you face as you're listening right now is the fact that the marketplace is so crowded and it is so noisy. It just means that there's people looking and people looking and people looking and yeah. the, the, the attention economy is going wild and that is a huge asset, which means that people are looking for what you have. You're offering it differently. Maybe you have a different price point with something and you can offer it more appealingly. Um, there's more low hanging fruit. So experiment to find it. Don't spend all of your time experimenting. Yeah. You know, there are spaces and places that work and, and some of that may be in a kind of red ocean environment or the mix between the two, but there's always opportunity in the blue ocean that you can seek. Yeah. So, uh, 
opportunity here is for you to be seen as something unique in that mm-hmm. space, for you to find a new space. And um, something that has been really helpful for me is to watch real estate agents. There are so many real estate agents in every city, especially if the economy is half good or the mortgage rates are half good. Real estate agents are everywhere. Tons of my friends are real estate agents. So I can't just say, you're my best friend. You can be my real estate guy if I ever need that. The reality is I see a post every single time I go to Facebook and this gal in our city has put tons of money into Facebook ads and I see all of her ads there when I scroll at all. So she's done some good marketing work in that. But I have another real estate agent friend and he delivers once a year root beer to our front door and says, add some ice cream and you got root beer floats, have fun with the family. My kids love it. And I remember that and I laugh and I remember, yep, each summer, you know, it's coming before football season at the end of the summer, he gives us a Broncos um, calendar to basically see when all the games are super helpful. So we put it on our fridge because I'd say, "Eh, I'm a half decent football fan. And that's helpful for me to see, stick it right on the side there. I see his mug shining back at us. He's given us something useful to put on my fridge. He's given us something tasty to have with our family. So I remember him. He's top of mind, even more than the gal that I see all the time and scroll past her on Facebook. So we wouldn't be high touch marketing if we didn't say be high touch. What can be more high touch than a drink that I can enjoy with my family and say, thanks to my friend. And that probably cost him $2, a note, and the time to be able to drop that off on my front doorstep. So you're going to have to get creative. I think that's one of the opportunities here Um, with that. Obviously, the challenge uh, is not to go with what you think is right. You're going to have to push through that. And sometimes that's insecurity as well. So lots of challenges, lots of opportunities. Jonathan, give us the takeaway here. I would say the takeaway here is you're going to always have to be looking for growth and how you're moving forward. So you're creating a flywheel that's spinning. And you're going to have to get the momentum building in a consistent manner that's not going to cause you to operate at a deficit. Um, And you're going to have to learn. This is a learning opportunity. So find spaces and places where you can be more creative and communicate who you are, why you deeply care and what whatever you're doing, why it deeply matters to you and how it's going to help someone. And then ways you can deliver on that, whether it's like at Safeworth, we send socks in the mail, we send handwritten notes. Um, connection is very important to our to stay forth at our sister company. In a high-touch marketing, we're the same way. We want to give as much value as we possibly can, which is going to make us have an uncontested space in the marketplace where we want to be known as you can go to those guys. They're going to really help you get your message in front of more eyes, ears, and hearts, and they're going to do it in the most practical way possible, and they're going to give you tons and tons and tons and tons of value. So how can you take whatever it is you're doing to create some blue ocean around you? Maybe there's, maybe people are coming in, create some space around you to set yourself apart. So that's, that's my big takeaway. Awesome. My takeaway would be take a risk and pull some of your time away from what everybody's doing in the space where everybody is and try something new. In this case, go high touch. Mm-hmm. What people are expecting. This is, this is why we are named high touch marketing. What people are expecting is low touch. It is a mass email. Well, then how could you do that? Our friends at BombBomb have a great tool and it is video email. Send them a BombBomb video. You're waving on the other end. You're friendly. You send them a 30 minute video or 30, that'd be a really long video, a 30 (laughs) second video versus them reading an email, which they're expecting. Mm -hmm. That's normal. The element of surprise, I think is huge. Go high touch. 
if you're expecting a Facebook ad, bring root beer to their front door. If you're in their town and you're a real estate agent, there's so many ways you can be high touch about this. If they're expecting a $5 Starbucks card in the mail for a referral you gave them, uh, and maybe that was a thousand, you know, thousands of dollars you got off of that contract, a $5 Starbucks card. Eh, okay. Um, I guess I can go get a drink. But if it was, hey, I want to take you out to dinner and thank you for being a partner, or I want to give you a gift card to take your friend or your spouse out to dinner. Wow, now we're talking. I'm going to think about them during that whole dinner. You provided my date night. So whatever it is, take it one step lower, surprise them with how high touch it is in a very low touch world. Mm -hmm. And that is essentially what we do is we help you and your message in this crazy attention economy. Our attentions are strapped. We're busy. There's always more to do, but how can you place that message? And they say, wow, I will not forget that message, that idea, that person, that organization, that nonprofit, they did something for me. And the great Maya Angelou says, people will remember, or people will forget what you said, but they will never forget how you made them feel. How you are making people feel. And the blue ocean strategy, I believe is that is truly human emotions, relationship. Don't forget that in a low touch world, I believe that may be the ultimate blue ocean strategy is relationship being personal. And then again, being trusted right now, you have to be trusted guys. We are so honored that you would spend the time to listen to this podcast, whether you're driving, whether you're doing dishes, whether you are, you know, passively answering emails and hearing us in the background, hopefully not, but we hope that you've given time to this. You take notes, but make sure to go over to our site, hightouchmarketing.net. We have tons of tools. We have low price tools that are high return for you. They're incredibly valuable. We also have an ebook over there that shares our full philosophy. If you want to find out more on what we mean by high touch, how you could go high touch and some strategies to take it to the next level. Guys, we want to keep adding value here on this podcast, on our social media, over on Facebook. Go ahead and follow us. You can catch some of the videos of this and also on our website with the tools and the processes that we have. If we can help you walk alongside of you in your marketing journey, we want to do it differently. We want to do it better. And ultimately, we want it to align with the values that you have as a person, as an organization, as a business, as a nonprofit, or the content that you create. We want to be on the journey with you. So thanks for joining us for another episode of the podcast. We'll catch you next time.